Welcome to episode 28 of the WP Review. Sometimes the simplest solution is the best solution. WP Review is a show that provides analysis on what's happening in WordPress and what it means for users and business owners in the ecosystem. I'll also tell you about helpful tools to build better WordPress websites. This website, this podcast, this podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro. My name is Joe Casabona. Now, let's get on with the review. Now, this show is going to weekly in January, maybe a little bit before that, depending on when the state of the word comes out and how sleep deprived I'll be when my third child is born towards the end of December. But I'm, I've been thinking a lot about the direction of this program and well, we'll talk a little bit about that in the main segment because the news as I've been covering it since this show started at the beginning of the year uh, has been cyclical or similar, right? Uh, acquisitions, something about the block editor, more acquisitions. And we'll talk about more of the same today and what it all means. What does it all mean? I think the solution is simpler than we want to believe it is. But first, let's talk about some top stories. Something I'm personally excited about because I love both of these companies is uh, Paid Memberships Pro. Paid Memberships Pro now integrates directly with Castos private podcasting. So uh, private podcasting through Castos, I think, is one of the best features any audio host can offer because they make it very easy to offer a members-only podcast, uh, something that was a bit of a hurdle before this year. And now, if you're a Paid Memberships Pro user, you can create a private podcast feed for your members when they sign up through Paid Memberships Pro. So uh, congratulations to both the Paid Memberships Pro team and the Castos team for uh, a fantastic feature. I think it's great that uh, they talk about kind of how podcasting can fit into your membership, what a private podcast is, and then how they can work together to deliver a great private podcast for your members. So that's something uh, exciting that I just wanted to, to point out there. Uh, the next article uh, that I'm highlighting, I'm just going to highlight it here. We won't walk through it, uh, is uh, from uh, WP Tavern, written by the venerable Sarah Gooding. AMP has irreparably damaged publishers' trust in Google-led initiatives. Uh, the Google Dev Summit, concluded earlier this month uh, it was last week and um a lot of stuff happened but a lot of stuff happened we'll just say but amp was a a topic that came up quite a bit it looks like and this article by sarah gooding uh kind of talks about what AMP did, how Google kind of lied about what AMP was and what it was doing, and now uh, they're rolling back that. And it's relevant to the WordPress space, of course, because Automatic and WordPress in general were uh, two of the biggest pushers of AMP and what it could mean. And 
they say here in 2016, Automatic, one of the most influential companies in the WordPress ecosystem, partnered with Google to promote AMP as an early adopter. WordPress.com added AMP support. Uh, and Automatic built the first versions of the AMP plugin for self-hosted WordPress sites. Uh, they they claim to uh, not know uh, uh, not know about Google throttling non-AMP ads. Right, uh, an official spokesman for a spokesperson for Automatic said, "As part of our mission to make the web a better place, we are always testing new technologies." Uh, we received no funds from Google for the project. And uh, there's a full statement here, but um, they they claim to have no, uh, no knowledge, no actions that did not align with their company's mission. They were not aware of those. So something to think about, something that uh, has contributed to what I'm going to talk about today uh, in the, in the main segment. But... Uh, in other automatic news, Jetpack has acquired WordPress vulnerability database WP Scan. Hurrah! The bigger, uh, the bigger acquisition news is that Pagely, after nearly twenty years in business, continuously pointing out that they were the first managed WordPress uh, hosting company. Uh, it says here in Josh Treble's post, Managed WordPress has now become a multi-billion dollar channel and Pagely is the recognized leader therein. And um, that, uh, you know, that's, they were definitely one of the first. Um, they have agreed to sell to GoDaddy. And then Josh goes on to talk about why and what. And now lots of people are asking why, what does that mean? Uh, GoDaddy is a sponsor of the sponsor. They're the only sponsor of this podcast and will be through 2022. Uh, but GoDaddy gets a bad rap, I think, sometimes. Well, Go I should say GoDaddy Pro is the sponsor. Um, I think GoDaddy gets a bad rap. They've been eating up a lot of WordPress companies. A lot of people have been eating up a lot of WordPress companies. And... Um, why? What does it mean? You know, they talk about helping with WordPress and WooCommerce and combining forces. And it's that GoDaddy has a ton of money. Josh and Sally, or Sally and Josh, um, probably don't want to run this company anymore. And they sold to a, a company that maybe they truly believe can continue the mission of Pagely. Um, maybe not. I, I don't know. I haven't talked to, I think I've talked to Josh Treble like three times in my whole life. Um, so I, I, I'm not, I guess I, I should point out here that I'm, I'm not belittling the deal. Congratulations to the Pagely team. Congratulations to GoDaddy for acquiring a great company, right? They wouldn't have made it 18 and a half years in uh, being high-end hosting for WordPress in what I believe is a notoriously cheap field. Um, so, I mean, kudos to them for doing what they did for so long. Um, but I think a lot of people are going to wonder why and how and how could you. And running a business is hard. And for 
Sally and Josh, they have kids who are getting older. And uh, I'm sure that they maybe want to move on to something different. Maybe maybe I'm putting words in their mouth now. Um, maybe they want to spend more time with their family. Uh, they started the business to help people, it says in this post. They built a successful company. And so they did it the way that worked for them. Uh, and so... You know, I think that they're doing what's best for them. And I think that's important for any founder, any entrepreneur to think about. So, um, you know, it's I, I, good, good for them. Great for them. I think we're, I think people who want to read into it too much are going to read into it too much and wonder why and how. Hopefully, you know, uh, Pagely will go on doing what they do best. I suspect GoDaddy wouldn't have purchased them if they didn't want to, you know, it's, it's not like they're getting rid of, it's, it's not like they're purchasing a competitor to kill it, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, if you want like better analysis of this from a much smarter person than me, Chris Lima has a post. All of this will be in the show notes over at w, wpreview.io slash 028. I'm adding, I, I'm going to start adding the zero. Uh, zero to eight. Um, and so I, you know, Chris's post is, is smarter and better worded than what I'm kind of stumbling through now. Um, but you know, he, he also mentioned the Yoast acquisition here, right? Yoast sold to Bluehost slash endurance slash newfold digital. And everybody was like, how could you, Bluehost and Endurance is the enemy. And and then Yoast had to come out and say, well, Newfold Digital is nothing like Endurance or whatever. Um, which they are. They're a giant web-based company that still owns Bluehost and HostGator and whatever. Um, but Yoast did, you know, they did what they thought was best for the company moving forward. That's what any founder can do and has to do. The same thing with Justin Fairman and LearnDash. Sold to a company that they believe will continue to do what they think is best for their product. So if you want analysis, you can go read uh, Chris's post there. I'm just, if you haven't heard yet, it happened. Uh, and the last post I want to point out um, that I think is maybe informing all of this is something that Paul Lacey wrote and recorded for the WP Minute called Blocks, Boards, and Fishing Reels, How Gutenberg Has Divided WordPress. Now, I did listen to this, albeit I was a little bit distracted. But Paul tells a really good story about the WordPress community and how it reminds him of communities that his dad was a part of and how important the community has been to him and the meetups that he went to and finding community and now how he feels the community is being fractured into partisan groups. Partisan is my word, not his of you're either with us with Gutenberg or you're against us and against WordPress and against Gutenberg. And he makes really good points here. You know, I've, um, 
I I don't think I've been very publicly criticized for this. I feel like I'm criticized for this, for not being a WordPress yes man, because I'm not. I I I like the software. I don't believe that it's uh, the democracy that some believe uh, want us to believe it is. There's a reason that Matt Mullenweg calls himself or Matt Mullenweg is referred to as the benevolent dictator for life. Um, <laughs> only dictators would call themselves benevolent, right? Um, at, at the very best, uh, WordPress is a democratic republic where not every voice is heard, but a representative folks are uh, voting for groups of people. And even that feels less and less because it really feels like more people who are on the automatic payroll are the people who are in the room making the decisions. And I think this is part of, I, this, this is part of what maybe Paul's concern is here. I know people at automatic. I like people at automatic. Um, but I, I think, I think, I think we need to uh, recognize that it's not necessarily software that everybody has a say in. The 5.0 rollout proved that. Um, and so WordPress is an open source platform of choice. It's a good platform. I still use it for everything. And I'm still going to teach people how to use it for everything. But I think Paul's post and episode here uh, for the WP Minute, I think it's a good one. Uh, so with that, uh, well, on that happy high note, uh, let me uh, tell you about our sponsor. And then, um, and then we'll roll into the main segment, which is the, simple, the simplest solution is the best solution. This episode is brought to you. This episode, this whole podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro is an experience tailored specifically to the needs of web designers and developers and helps them more efficiently manage their work and deliver results for their clients. Combining website, client, and project management, GoDaddy Pro is an integrated solution made by and for web professionals. Whether you're new to web design or looking to grow your business, you'll find the tools, products, guidance, and support to help you deliver results for your clients. At the heart of GoDaddy Pro is the hub. From one intuitive dashboard, the hub seamlessly brings your sites, clients, and projects together. Manage and monitor all of your clients' WordPress sites from a single place. No more juggling multiple client passwords. With one click, perform bulk updates and security checks no matter where your client sites are hosted. You will save time and free up your day. Integrated project management makes it easier to keep track of your client communications and deliver projects on time. Electronically sign, notarize, and store documents. You can create a visual timeline to break down projects into smaller tasks to stay on track and on time. That's really the name of the game here, right? Staying on track and on time. You do that well, you run a good business. Access 
all your client accounts with a single sign-on. Through their tailored shopping experience, buy products that help clients grow their business, like powerful e-commerce stores using WooCommerce. You can always reach dedicated, knowledgeable customer support 24-7. And on top of that, you'll find a thriving community of web designers and developers who share advice, insights, and learning opportunities. I got to participate personally in that thriving community uh, this past week when I uh, participated in a 301 uh, chat. We talked about third-party cookies on Twitter, and it was a delight. A couple of us were smoking cigars, answering questions on Twitter. It was great. GoDaddy Pro is free to join. Head over to go.me slash WP Review to get started. That's go.me slash WP Review. Thanks so much to GoDaddy Pro for sponsoring this and every episode of WP Review. Earlier this week, I noticed that I hadn't gotten a single email newsletter sign up, a single mailing list to my newsletter in over two weeks. And at first I, I had some deep seated insecurity about why that might've been. It's probably that people just don't like the opt-ins I offer anymore. Suddenly as if it happened overnight. Then I decided to look into it further and I found that there was a broken link in the chain of complicated mess that, that I use to get people from my website to ConvertKit. And I know what you're thinking. Doesn't ConvertKit allow you to use their own forms? Yes, they do but I thought they were ugly. And I thought in all of my hubris, I could figure out a clever way to offer nicer looking forms using blocks. With Beaver Builder, Beaver Builder has an amazing email newsletter module that integrates directly with ConvertKit. But no good solution uh, uh, exists. Whew. No good solution exists for a block and convert kit yet. But one did work, or so I thought, and that was Cadence Blocks. Cadence Blocks has a form block that while it doesn't have direct convert kit integration, it has webhook integration. And so I thought, fantastic, I'll make a form. I will send that form to a webhook in Zapier. Zapier will grab the information and send it to ConvertKit. And then I thought, well, okay. But if I want a bunch of forms, do I really want to create discrete zaps for each of those forms? Then I'm creating the form in ConvertKit. Then I'm creating the form in Cadence Blocks. Then I'm creating the zap in Zapier. So I thought, no, it'll just all be the same form and the same webhook. And I'll just change one piece of the information. And at first that piece of information was a, uh, the title of the page. And then I thought, well, that won't work because I'm putting it on a bunch of different pages. 
And I thought, well, I could add a hidden field with a key. And based on that key, Zapier could route it to the right places. And indeed, I did that for two of the forms. But I didn't have a generic fallback. I didn't have a generic fallback. I also wasn't logging email addresses that filled out that form. And so I set up this zap inherently broken because I didn't fully test it. And as people signed up, they were just getting pushed into the ether. And I had no way of recovering those email addresses. And so the lesson here is a sort of Occam's razor lesson. Sometimes the simplest solution is the best solution. And when I discovered this yesterday, as I record this episode, I thought, well, I could use gravity forms. But after talking to my friend, Jason Resnick, he said, just use convert kits forms. And he showed me how he was using them and how they weren't as ugly as I thought they were. And well, I managed to fix everything, presumably. Everything is using a native convert kit form. And things appear to be working. If, uh, if you want to join the mailing list, get a free automation resource. You can head over to wpreview.io slash 028 and test out the form for yourself. But this got me thinking. In what other areas are we overcomplicating and overthinking? Well, thinking about why someone sells and someone acquires. We all want to find deeper meaning. Why did Yoast sell to Bluehost? Why did Pagely sell to GoDaddy? Aren't they dedicated to the mission? Isn't GoDaddy the bad guy? Isn't Bluehost the bad guy? When if we look at the simplest solution, it's that we have founders who have grown the business as far as big as they could grow it. They've taken it as far as they can take it. And now they want to hand the reins over to somebody else. They don't want to close down shop because they have employees and clients. And so they found somebody who they believe will take care of the company. Simple solution. What does this mean for Pagely? At least in the short term, not a lot. What does this mean for LearnDash? At least in the short term, not a lot. Yoast? I mean, it's been in the short term for Yoast. What has changed? Not a lot. What about the long term? What about the long term? What if the Strebles didn't sell Pagely to GoDaddy and kept running it even though they were ready to move on. You think we'd have a good product in Pagely? You think they'd be doing their employees right? You think they'd be doing their clients right? I don't. Because let me tell you, when I'm not into doing something, it takes me a long time and I rush it. And it's not as good as it could be. And with something small like a YouTube video, not that big a deal. But with a multi-million dollar company with employees that runs websites for like Disney, well, it's a little bit more important. And the Strebles were smart enough to realize that.
and Justin from Learn Dash was smart enough to realize that, and Yoast from Yoast was smart enough to realize that. So if we think about why someone sells and why someone acquires, well, it's they sell because they're ready to move on or take the business to a level they can't take it. And someone acquires because they're trying to fill a hole in their business that this other business does well. And the same thing with the turbulent rollout of Gutenberg. Like I said, Paul Lisi uh, talks, brings up a lot of good points. And we might talk about why is the rollout happening the way it is. And we could probably think of a million different factors. Well, this is complicated. Well, there's constraints that we need to follow. Well, the real reason, though, is that WordPress.com has stakeholders. And WordPress.com needs to grow. And while, the, while I am all in on Gutenberg, if you follow me, you'll know I've got courses. I just converted Casabona.org. I removed my page builder of choice from it. But there are business reasons behind why Gutenberg was rushed out so quickly. And there are business reasons why it's evolving in the way it's evolving. And that shouldn't take away from the hard work that people are doing. But that is the reality. It's the reason why Matt has been the release lead more often than not over the last two or three years. It's the reason that 5.0 got pushed out despite serious pushback from, from voices in the community including my own, full disclosure. I had a phone conversation with Matt where I told him it was a mistake. But Matt wanted to stand on stage and have his Steve Jobs moment. And there are stakeholders. The WordPress.com has to evolve to get new users and retain users. We don't want to lose them to Squarespace and Wix. That's the real reason. That's the simplest reason. That's the simplest solution. And so I think about all these things and I'm thinking about what this podcast will be in 2022. Do I want to keep overthinking acquisitions, even though I'm not the best person to think about acquisitions? Do I want to keep talking about the machinations of the open source project and the frustrations that we see? Or do I just want to treat WordPress as a tool that helps me run my business better? And if I find a tool better suited, then I'll move to that one. And I think, what's the simplest solution for me? I want to help small business owners and creators make the most of WordPress. And so... Moving into 2022, the show is going to be about that. I'll let other people like Post Status and the WP Minute and WP Owls and the repository and uh, whatever the WPMU newsletter is called and the WP Tavern, all of those people can cover the acquisitions. 
I want to take what's happening on in on the outside of the WordPress community and bring it to the inside of the WordPress community and show people in the WordPress community what it's like out there. Why we don't have to settle for doing speaking events for free or how we can charge $500 for a consult. Things that I've learned by operating outside of the WordPress community for a couple of years while still being in the WordPress community, but things I've learned that have challenged my assumptions from being squarely in the WordPress community. I think that's the simplest solution for this show. And I hope you'll come along with me. Again, everybody who's reporting the WordPress news is doing a great job of it. A, a, a job better than I can do. And so the WP review is not going to be about the news. It's going to be about helping small business owners in the WordPress space grow beyond the WordPress space, maybe. We'll see. Thanks for listening. Before we leave, I do need to uh, talk about some sort of theme, plug-in, event, some sort of recommendation. My gift guides are out. They're over at casabona.org slash guides. They're not specifically WordPress and WordPress is not mentioned anywhere. Though I did just convert them from a Beaver Builder driven page to a fully block editor page. And I think they look pretty good. So if you want, head over to casabona.org slash guides. I've also been thinking a lot about automation lately. So I'll just mention Uncanny Automator here. It's a good plug in that. It's kind of like Zapier for WordPress, um, which generally I'm not a big fan of. The it's, it's X for Y. It's blah for WordPress. But Uncanny Automator allows me to do Zapier-like things, allows you to do Zapier-like things inside of WordPress and send information to Zapier that you wouldn't otherwise be able to send. And I'm all about that. So check it out. I'll have it. I'll have a link to it in the show notes over at wpreview.io slash zero two eight. Once again, thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you have feedback, let me know. I'm on Twitter at jcasabona. Pretty active over there. So let me know what you think. I'd love to to hear your thoughts. If Twitter's not your cup of tea. Uh, joe at casabona.org is an email address that works for me as well and uh, if you liked this episode if you know somebody who needs to hear that the simplest solution is the best solution share it let them know send them to wpreview.io slash 028 thanks so much for listening and until next time get out there and build something